Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to go through our draft game this weekend. It is finals in my competition now. We start our finals in round 22. We go 23, 24, 25. Bit controversial, a lot of comps like to go round 24 grand final. We do go the extra week. We took a vote on it this year. Uh, all was even, Stephen, so we are going the extra week, which I personally prefer. I think it's more fun. But can understand all the arguments to go round 24. But round 22, uh, we finished the season in third place, the regular season in third place in our competition. We obviously lost Pappy during the season, so it all hasn't been ideal. Uh, I think we're at pretty long odds to win the draft comp, realistically, just with injuries and all that sort of shit and a few other things going on. But uh, we are still in with a hope, finishing in top four. Gives me a much better chance. If I was in the bottom four of the top eight, having to win four games on the trot to win it, honestly don't think I could have done it. Can potentially win three. If I win this week and I get a week off and I can fuck around on the waiver wire for an extra week, then potentially uh, we can maybe put something together. But uh, it is going to be a tall order. There is no doubt about that. Uh, but this week is all important. We need to get a W this week because, as I said, I don't think we can play for four weeks. I don't think we've got the team to be able to do that. I really struggle to believe I've got the team to win for three weeks in a row. Uh, but I want to give it a good shake. So... My team as it stands right now, I've got Jeremy Marshall King at hooker. He's been sensational for me all season, 61.5 point average. As you guys know, I didn't actually draft a hooker on draft day. I waited till the very end. I think I grabbed Beyond Iodo, actually, just take a little punt. Managed to get Marshall King uh, before the season started, I believe, and he's been fantastic. To get a 61-point hooker uh, who... I didn't draft has been sensational when you consider where other guys were drafted, how early guys went uh, to get Jeremy Marshall King and for him to be scoring the way he scored this year. He has just been a huge uh, shining light for me this season. I actually, I was thinking the other day about what the fuck I'd be doing if I didn't manage to stumble on Jeremy Marshall King. So he probably has been one of my better plays this year. Uh, When you think about that, I didn't draft a hooker and I just waited to get him off the wire. And then you consider other hookers that you could have gone from. I mean, Harry Grant, he went round one. So he went 17 picks before I got a hooker. Uh, he's averaged 76, so he's averaged 15 more points than Jeremy Marshall King, which is sensational. It's unreal. Uh, but, you know, a guy like Reed Marnie, um, he's averaging 57 points this year, you know, for example. So did really well to come out of that with 
probably a top five uh, super coach hooker this year, realistically. Damien Cook, he's on 75 points as well. So those there's clearly guys ahead of him, but I think I probably got the best value guy at hooker that I could have possibly got this season. Front row has been an issue for me all year. I've managed to find two go- good front rowers, another position that I didn't draft. Maxi King, he's been great, 50-point average, and Tom Burgess, but he's obviously out this week. He probably will be in my team still. I'll probably take him, uh, and I'll just take an AE on my bench, which I'll talk about soon at the moment. I've got two options to play at front row if I don't want to take an AE. I've got Emre Gould and I've got Matt Croker uh, from the Newcastle Knights. Not really happy with either of them. Kind of leading towards an AE, which we'll talk about soon. My back rowers, they've been great. Olakuatu and Nakora, I've absolutely loved them this year. Olakuatu in particular, 66-point average. Uh, Britt Nakora has been solid, 54. Probably hasn't been as good as what I thought he would, to be honest with you. Uh, but he has been solid for me all year, Britton, and came through with a big 76 last week when I needed it. Victor Radley's my other 2RF this week. Uh, 46 point average. Hasn't been great. I've only had him for a couple of weeks. Um, realistically, with Victor, it's only going to matter to me what he does in the next four games. If he can come up with a couple of attacking stats, I really don't give a fuck what he did. Previously, it's all about finals time and hopefully Radley standing up when the Roosters need him to. My Haas, very happy with how it's turned out. Tommy Dearden, halfback, 5'8", dual position guy, 56 point average. Big 72 last week. He's playing tremendous footy. And then probably uh, the pick of the year for me, Scott Drinkwater. I think I got him in round 10 of draft. He's been sensational. He's uh, he's managed to cover 5-8 for me, but he's also covered fullback, obviously, uh, with Ryan Pappenhausen gone now. So Scott Drinkwater, I'm so glad that I drafted him. I'm so glad that I was patient with him. I think a lot of people expected me to drop him earlier in the season. I played the long game, and it really has paid dividends. I think that's one of the things I'm probably better at in draft than most, playing the long game. And Drinky, has been sensational. 73-point average. He's been an absolute fucking star for me. And last week, his big 100 managed to win me my game in round 21, my last game of the season. It managed to lock me into the top four. So Drinky's been fantastic. Isaac Tungo, Katoni Staggs, Ewan Aiken, and Matty Tomoko are my CTW. W's. Uh, Aiken's been named in the back row again. Thank God the Warriors really shit me last week, putting him uh, out in the centre. Still scored 44, but I need him in the back row. That should see him get 55 to 60. Katoni Staggs, he's got a good matchup this week, uh, but I just I need Katoni to stand up. I don't know what the fuck's been happening recently with him. He's been very quiet against the Newcastle Knights. Hopefully he can brain it up there at Suncorp. And then Isaac Tungo played last night, obviously. Uh, did pretty well. I think he got about 48. So without any attacking stats, he was very close to scoring once again. I'd love someone to go back through all of his games this year and do a start. I've been keeping track of how many tries he's been disallowed. It's been 12, but the amount of times that he's gone incredibly close. Um, yeah, he's been such a good player for me this year, Isaac Tungo. I spoke about him a lot during the preseason, uh, and it really has paid dividends. He's been a 61-point CTW got him in round seven, so huge value there. Um, I remember some people saying I went way too early there. Fuck, if anything, I went way too late. So very happy with Isaac Tungo. He's carried me through a lot of this season. And then my fullback is Kohler from the Manly Seagulls. A little bit hit and miss, obviously very reliant on attacking stats there. Kohler uh, scored a try last week and only got 36, so very disappointing. But this week, uh, up against the Gold Coast Titans, uh, especially with Brian Kelly marketing, I definitely think he's a guy that he can get the better of. Uh, So that's my starting 13. Then it becomes interesting. Tom Burgess, he's currently on my bench. He will move into my front row, I think, and I'll take an AE either. I could look at Matt Croker, but I think I'm going to drop in really. So, so it comes down to two guys, and this is how, how fucking tough it is in a 14-man comp. Uh, the best two guys I could get off the waiver, one of them was Jack Murchie from the Warriors. The other one was Jackson Topine, who I've had for a couple of weeks. You all know I'm a big fan of him. And, of course, the Warriors, uh, they play the Canterbury Bulldogs to, uh, this afternoon at 6 p.m. So 
It's going to be interesting to see what I do there. There's only there's no point in me keeping both of them. I, I realistically want to go one of them. So I've got to make a decision. Do I go with Murchie or do I go to Pine? Now, the good thing is because they are early, I can pick which one I want. If they go shit, I can just chuck a front rower in there, which is a little bit of a punt. There's no doubt about it. But both these guys, they have got a bit of attacking upside to them. Topine's been good. He's played two games, gone 60 and 41. Uh, in both those games, he didn't really have huge attacking stats that I know he's capable of and that he could pull out of his ass against this New Zealand Warriors side. Murchie, on the other hand, he's interesting. Now, I've never been a huge fan of Murchie as a footballer, to be perfectly honest with you, but he just always seems to score right in Supercoach, especially when he is playing out there on the edge. He played 80 minutes last week, 47 in base, which was really solid. He also came up with, I think, two line breaks. So this Canterbury side, they are improving, but running in a really good spot there, Jack Murchie, outside of Sean Johnson. Um, I don't mind him as well. So I've got to make a decision which one of those two that I play. I'm not sure which way I'm going to go. It might come down to a coin toss, to be perfectly honest with you. But hopefully I choose the one that has a bit of attacking upside. And it's part of my strategy in finals, and it should be a part of all your strategy if you're playing draft. I assume it's pretty common knowledge for all of you. You obviously have a player on your bench that can hopefully go high scoring or they have a good matchup, and then you can waste a position in your starting team. So I'd be doing it with my front row. Uh, if these two, if one of these two doesn't go good that I have, I'll have to make a decision. Do I play Matt Kroger or do I go for Emre Gula? There's a chance that I could get Corey Horsburgh off the waiver wire, but I probably doubt I will. I stupidly mentioned it on beers and break-evens this week, so I think I gave a bit of a heads up to other guys in my comp, but I think he would have been taken before then anyway, realistically. So I think I'll be making a decision between those four guys. Hopefully, one of Murchie or Topine do well later today. So we'll go through my matchup for this week. The guy I'm playing, Eamon's got a very, very good team. He sort of started the season slow. I remember thinking his team was a busted asshole. Then all of a sudden, he just found form. And I think he's won, I think he's lost three or four games in his last 10 or 12 or something. I'm sure Eamon could tell me. I have no doubt whatsoever he could tell me. So he's come home really strong. We obviously had the first game last night, the Penny Panthers and Melbourne Storm. Uh, he had Justin Olam. He had fucking two line breaks and a try assist. He got 66. So I'll take that. You know, we know what Justin Olam's capable of to get 20, to get 30 odd points uh, from attacking plays and to only score 66. I will happily wear that. Isaac Tungo, my main man, uh, 47 points. So I've given Eamon a 20 point head start, but considering all the attacking stats, if there's only, uh, there's only 19 points between us, in fact, 47 to 66. So I'll happily wear that off the back of game one. That, that, that Bulldogs versus the Warriors game is going to be really interesting for me. I've got Ewan Aiken, I've got Max King, Jeremy Marshall King, and I'll have one of my AE guys as well. Uh, Jeremy Marshall King, it would be great if he could have a big game here. I think the Warriors' middles have been pretty soft uh, so far this year, and I think Marshall King's been in close to career-best form, so hopefully he can have a game there. Eamon's got Marcelo Montoya, who's playing in the centres. I uh, haven't really been watching too much of Montoya over the last few weeks. Fucking shock me. Uh, but I'm expecting that hopefully he will stay reasonably quiet. Hopefully the doggies can do a bit of a number on them there. He's been going all right out in the centres. What did he... Last few weeks, it's going okay, 34, 52, 40, 58. So uh, he's been going okay. He's capable of getting 30 to 40s without a try. So hopefully he can stay quiet, Marcelo Montoya. I think he's had a pretty good season apart from a couple of uh, low points of the year. After that game, we have got the Parramatta Eels and the South Sydney Rabbitohs, one of the matchups of the round. And this one's probably going to decide our game realistically. I've got no players in this one, but... 
Eamon's got Latrell Mitchell, Colum and Tungy, Dill Brown, and Ryan Madison. Now, I'm really hoping that Ryan Madison gets ruled out with concussion. Uh, he obviously went, went off the field last week, and it's a bit of an ongoing thing with Ryan Madison. So, fingers crossed, with all due respect to Ryan Madison, it would just be great uh, for my team if that was to occur. But you would have to assume that if he's made the final cut here, uh, he will probably feature in that game realistically. The positive is that Latrell Mitchell and Dylan Brown, who are probably two of his best players, they are playing each other, so he can only VC one of them. I safely assume it will be Latrell. So hopefully Parramatta can show up. We know that they can defend on their day, so hopefully they can show up in this game and and, and re- really test Latrell. I mean, there was the first 25 minutes the other day where he was very quiet, uh, so hopefully Parramatta can really shape up. I hope they can. Um, if Latrell Mitchell is his VC, I'd be more than happy to see Dill Brown go 100 and Latrell Mitchell stay quiet. As long as he doesn't have that big score, I think that'll be a little win coming out of that one. So there your Friday night games wrapped up. I don't have anyone in the Parramatta or the Bunnies game. We move to Saturday afternoon, the Roosters and the Cowboys. This will be a big one now. Uh, obviously, Paul Green passed away the other day. We did a podcast on him earlier. Uh, devastating stuff. Obviously represented the Sydney Roosters and the North Queensland Cowboys as well. Um, so I think this is going to be a really big game for both these clubs and hopefully for the Cowboys it'll mean a lot. He's obviously a pretty prominent figure up there at the North Queensland Cowboys, Paul Green. So hopefully Drinky and Dearden can really get up for this one. But he's also played uh, footy at the Roosters. One was part of the squad that won a comp in 2002 at the Roosters. So I've got Drinkwater, Radley, Tommy Dearden. I'll probably VC Drinkwater in that one. He's probably the most dangerous guy left in my team. Uh, so I'll VC Drinky there. On the other side of the park, though, Eamon's pretty scary in this one too. Connor Watson, who could be anything coming off the bench, but more importantly, Joey Manu, uh, who has just been terrorizing teams this year. So if I can get a 40 out of Manu like he did last week, I'll be absolutely stoked. I'm really hoping that North Queensland Cowboys, they show up in defense and keep Manu quiet because that'll take me a long way to winning this round if they do. The next game, we've got the West Tigers and the Sharkies. I've got Britton Akora. That is it. This is the game that scares me, though, because Eamon's one got Lockie Miller. Two, he's got Matt Ikevalu, who we're hearing rumors he could come in for this game as well. So if Ikevalu does come in, uh, that will spell trouble for me because Lockie Miller and Dikavalu going up against the West Tigers who looked absolutely busted last week. Uh, that worries me a lot. He's also got Fanua Bowl who's been moved back to the bench so hopefully he can knock out a 30-odd. That'll be a huge little win for me there. Uh, I should mention as well that Eamon's actually got on his bench. He's got Jake Avarillo there as well who could play for Canterbury against the Warriors. I'd be surprised if he doesn't come into this team Somewhere at the moment, Eamon's got Lachlan Miller at halfback. He could play Jake Avrillo, though, so it'll be interesting to see which direction he goes there. I'd say Avrillo will be his AA on the bench, and if he goes big, he will take that score. Uh, the next game is the Newcastle Knights and the Brisbane Broncos, 7.35. Uh, big one for me with Katoni Staggs. I really need him to show up here. I don't care what he's done in the rest of the season. If you can just have a big four weeks for me, in the finals, Tony Staggs, it'll all be worth it. On the other side of the park, Eamon's got Bradman Best. He's the only one from Newcastle there. Canberra Raiders and the St. George Illawarra Dragons, the game after that. I've got Matty Tomoko, and at the moment I've got Emre Gula, but hopefully I don't have to play Gula. Probably won't. Uh, Matty Tomoko, though, it'd be great if he could come up with an attacking stat on Sunday afternoon. That'd be huge for me. It's been solid this year, Matty Tomoko. Um, I probably expect a little bit more out of him, to be honest with you, but it is very early in his career, so I couldn't expect a heap from 
from him. He has done well for him. I've been happy, you know, 44-point average. Uh, he scored a couple of tries here and there to get me to, to get some decent little scores. Base is decent, 26. So I, I, I can sort of wear low scores from him. Last few weeks, he's been good, 48, 64, 67. Uh, then sort of back to reality last week with a 31, but it was against the Penrith Panthers. Hopefully the Dragons can have a big game at GIO this week, and hopefully Matty Tomoko, he can cross over for a meaty there. Uh, now, the last game. Now, from the Dragons, sorry, Eamon's got a few as well. He's got Jack Tabellin and Blake Laurie. So, Blake Laurie, who I've held, I've owned about three times throughout this year. He's finally hit four months. He's in Eamon's team. Shock me. Uh, so, the forwards watch will be really close there with Jack Tabellin and Blake Laurie, and they'll be up for that one against the Canberra Raiders. Now, potentially, the game that could decide it all is the last game of the week. The Gold Coast Titans up against the Manly Seagulls. Eamon does not own any Gold Coast Titans. He does not own any Manly Seagulls. Eagles, uh, but for me, I've got Olakuatu and Kohler out on that right edge. So if DCE can have a good game and really open it up on that edge, uh, that could just blow this game open for me. The last few weeks. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Sunday 4 o'clock game has been sensational for me, or the Sunday 2 p.m. Sunday afternoon has been great for me the last few weeks. I found a heap of points there. If, if, if Scott Drinkwater does go quiet as my VC, uh, I will be looking at Ola Kawatu as my captain against the Gold Coast Titans. A back row is a little bit risky, but I will need upside. We know he's got it. Hopefully he doesn't get fucking injured because he seems to get injured every single week, Ola Kawatu. But against this Gold Coast Titans mob, he could run an absolute mark. As could Kohler out the back up against Brian Kelly. I don't mind that much up there. That's my draft game this weekend. It started with me being 19 points behind after game one. It's all going to come down to the captains though for me. Uh, Latrell, he's a guy that could absolutely explode as could Joey Manu. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what Eamon does here. I personally think he will go Latrell Mitchell in Joey Manu as his vice captain and captain. If both of them can go under 80... Even if both of them go under 100, I'll tell you what, I'd be absolutely stoked because I think that one of Drinkwater or Alakawatu can get up around those scores. So it's going to be really tight. I'm going to need attacking stats to fall my way. They haven't fallen my way on night one. They obviously went to Justin Olam and Isaac Tungo essentially got none of them. Uh, so fingers crossed it can start to turn as the weekend goes. Anything can happen in Supercoast Draft Finals as I know and as you guys know. So fingers crossed we can get a W here put the feet up next week, and then we can start to prepare for a real charge into the grand final. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.